everyone, and welcome to the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-hosts. My name is Craig. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, we are recording on Father's Day, so that goes Happy out to Juneteenth. all of you. Juneteenth yes, as well. Yes, Juneteenth as well. Yes. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on today. A lot yeah, of stuff. Holidays. Yep. Uh, my name is and Craig as well. Uh, happy Father's Day uh, and happy Juneteenth to all. Big day, big day. Um, well, we got a lot of news and we'll, we'll start talking about it. Yeah, and before we get to that, I did just want to say thank you to everybody who subscribed to the YouTube page and those who participated in our giveaway we had on Instagram. Uh, somebody got a free digital MLB The Show 2020. Uh, yeah, that's that's the one. Yes, tw- 2022. 2022, yeah. So thank you guys again. And now let's get on to the part of the show that always feels like a giveaway to us, the news. <laughs> oh, that was I, smooth. I don't, I don't know. I, I spent like a good <laughs> 10, 10 minutes on that one. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you a gold star. Okay. Uh, I don't I'll have t- any, but I have a sticker. I could give you a sticker if you want. Okay. I'll take a sticker. Okay. All right. Sorry, I could just see the paper For every good had. transit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm on my I'm on my side tablet over here, like yep. got a star. Everybody want to go ahead and mark off on your high sensitivity uh, bingo card. Smooth intro to the news by Barry. You can go ahead and mark that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anybody that hits bingo wins a $20 Steam card. Ooh, OK. All right. I'll pay for it. Why not? All right. Give me an official bingo card. Then. I love it. Yeah, we got to get an official bingo card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the news. Uh, I guess we'll talk first about. I have the Final Fantasy 7 25th anniversary event Woo-hoo-hoo. and for and Craig, I, I will let you take the floor here, uh, especially with the crowning achievement. So I feel ahead. like I feel like uh, a non Final Fantasy fan because I forget what they call the second part of this. Uh, what was it called? Final Fantasy. Oh, rebirth. Rebirth. Re- rebirth. I'm just going right into rebirth. the big part. Because that's the one yeah, that yeah, made yeah. me happy. Yeah, that's the oh, one yeah. that people care about. Final Fantasy Rebirth, the second part of the trilogy. I could have sworn they said it was going to be more than three originally. Am I wrong? I yeah, they, they well, they did trilogy. say parts. Yeah, I thought I, for some reason in my head, I was thinking there was going to be four. But there is I not. There's three. It could be. Um, coming out not this year, next year. Winter of next mm-hmm. year, correct? Winter yeah, of 2023. Um, we saw some Sephiroth, some cloud, um, not a whole lot else. Yeah. Cloud like jumps onto a ledge. I think we saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And then we Um, saw a bunch of like text and black about and question marks. (laughs) You know what? It was kind (laughs) of like a kingdom hearts teaser. Honestly, it is directed by Tetsuya Nomura. This, this is on brand. Um, they did come out and say in some other stuff that this one will be accessible if you have not played the first one. Um, they were even kind of hinting like uh, it might be kind of cool to play this one and then go back and play the first one again. I'm not going to do that. But uh, yeah, 2023 winter time, we will finally have it. This is years and years after the first one, first part, but actually a lot sooner than I thought it was going to be. So I'm super mm-hmm. pumped about that. Um, the other thing that kind of all the other stuff, there was a mobile port, right, of something Final Fantasy seven on mobile. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Um, and they're also probably going to charge like $30 because that's what Square does. But the other yes. big one was Final Fantasy 7. Is it 7 Crisis Core? Can't remember if yes. they put 7 in there. We're, we're yep. getting the remat, not remaster, remake 
of the PSP game that Barry so loves and cherishes in his heart. <laughs> um, looked interesting as well. I'll definitely be picking that up because I also enjoy Crisis Core. Um, I don't know how accurate it is to the original. It seemed kind of off, did it, to you? The graph, like, it doesn't seem like a complete, like, from the ground up remake. Yeah. Like, I, it was in, like, the characters. Like, of course, they have to probably do some sort of remaster upgrade. It's coming up from the PSP. Right. Like, and that probably yeah. ran at 240p. Yeah. Like, I remember it looking good on the PSP, but if I go back to it now, it's going to look like crap. I'm oh, yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah. So there's there's something going on with the character models that I really can't seem to figure out. Uh, it seems like they went ahead and, like, it's it's almost like a an AI went ahead and tried to like upgrade whatever the character models from Crisis Core was over to this. Uh, it's it's a Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII reunion is yeah. what it is. So <laughs> it's it's kind of like an AI like made these character models. It's really con- it's really weird. It doesn't look completely right, but yeah. that's what we're getting this winter. So not yes. only do it like if if we start from reunion. We have we've got Crisis Core and then in summer we have 16 and then in winter we have uh, the next part of the Final Fantasy seven rebirth. It's a lot of Final Fantasy going on. Awesome. Finally. Yeah. And this is this is great. And they were hinting. Yeah, because they were talking about how they're uh, they're already working on three, Mm -hmm. like the third part. So, like, I love when um, they announce things like that because it gets people like us who are, you know, have a time frame for when they're going to release the second part, but they're already talking about working on the third one. So that's nice. I think it's a nice time um, break between it too. Cause like this winter, we got something that's going to keep us going until, until we get the next, the next, uh, the next final fantasy, but definitely a win for anybody who likes final fantasy as just a general series. Isn't I want to say Crisis Core was what, like maybe seven to ten hours. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. that long of a game. I do remember it being a little bit harder, but also mm-hmm. I was a child, so <laughs> I probably, you know, I'm I'm better at games now than I was then. That was but, the reason uh, I bought a PSP was that game. Yeah, it is that game. Like, and as you said, it is just so near and dear to my heart. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of the first games I ever remember crying to the ending to. <laughs> oh wow! Zach Fair is my boy. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I want to make it clear. It seems like they're doubling down on whatever Crisis Core had to give, because originally Crisis Core was just this add on prequel to what Final Fantasy seven was. But it seems like and we saw it in the remake. There are these weird hints back to Zack and yeah. how it was in, in in the new remake. So. They're releasing this for a reason, and I think mm-hmm. it's because there's going to be a much bigger influence for uh, the Crisis Core cast. And to be okay. fair, Crisis Core, there really isn't very many like characters that could probably make the jump over. Like we have Zach Fair, the main character, his mentor, Angeal, which you guys will get to learn. You get to learn more about young Sephiroth yep. as Ooh. well. So that's nice. Uh, but it's going to get it'll give a lot more menacing attitude to Sephiroth, I believe. Uh, this game adds a lot of like what the soldier program was. And you kind of because in, in the first one, it is kind of a mystery about what yeah. the soldier program is and yep. why and why it's doing what it's doing. And you'll learn you'll have a much better perspective after playing Crisis Core. Here's my issue 
with not Crisis Core, but the second part of this Final Fantasy trilogy. Final Fantasy VII, right? If we take where we ended from this remake from a couple years ago, is like the first two to four hours of Final Fantasy VII, right? And there's this gigantic space that the rest of the original Final Fantasy VII is. And I do not know how they fit that going off of what they did with this first one into the next two. They're just either going to have to cut out a lot of stuff or these are going to be insanely long games. And I just don't see them having the time to put out a 80 hour game with the amount of detail they put into the first one, which was just Midgar, right? And now you're going into all this other stuff and all these other cities that were in Final Fantasy seven and all these other characters they have to introduce still and just smash all that into two games. I don't know how they're going to do that. I think I'm just setting myself up to having a lot of stuff left out that I would like to see in there. Um, But I will withhold judgment until they're in my hands and I've played through them. Yeah, we're going to have to see like a little bit more, uh, you know, stuff as it comes out. Clearly, they have plenty of time to be able to keep teasing us and teasing us. But yeah, the question is, I mean, the first one was quite linear. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, like you said, it's first two to four hours of the original. So like, how do we take that? How do we make it open world, but still deliver the level of quality that the first game was able to deliver visually? What do they cut out? What do they keep? I mean, you can't you can't sacrifice too much from the seven story because that's what is beloved of yeah. Final Fantasy seven, you know, besides like, you know, some gameplay aspects that they had introduced in that game. So I'm interested to see what they come up with, but I don't want I don't want to feel negative Nancy about it yet, but like I I am questioning how are they going to bring that open world aspect to it? Yeah, I'm I don't think it. they're going to. Honestly, I think they're still going to make it linear. I just it just makes sense for them to be like, you know what? There was open world, but we can make it linear. Right. And just go from town to town or city to city or whatever. I don't know how the map was about it, but I didn't mean it, it was open. But you like get on went, like. But was it like open, open or was it like open? But there was clearly like your next destination for like, like. No, you could get lost. Yeah, because you would go to like the world map and you would either be on your ship or you'd be walking or whatever. And you could just kind of walk around wherever. And I remember a lot of times as a kid being like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Like, I'm just wandering around. But I don't think they're going to do that with these. No. So a quick hypothetical. I'm not sure if you guys noticed, (laughs) but the original was called Remake. Crisis Core is Reunion. The second part is Rebirth. What do you name the third? I um, personally okay. attempt to call it on Twitter and called it rewrite. Rewrite. Oof. Rewrite. Hmm. So rebirth, huh? Without giving away too much, rebirth makes sense with a certain character. Yes. For sure. Um I'm trying to think of an a re something you could tie into an angel. Specifically the one winged angel. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That might be a good one. Reunion. You can call it. I'm gonna have to think about it. You can call it Rihanna. Just like switch everything up. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be re something. You're right. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. My my thinking was like with re with rewrite is the fact that like it seems like they're trying to make this story more streamlined, and I have a feeling like with 
how we're dealing with the past of Final Fantasy with Crisis Core. There's it, it might be rewrite as in something changes. Um, so maybe they decide to change something about the story because they're doing something more with Crisis Core. So we have to see. Final Fantasy I, Redux. Redux. <laughs> Reawakening. Reawakening would work. Or real. Yeah, no yeah. reawake. That wouldn't help. That wouldn't. That doesn't sound as Final good. Fantasy Revengeance. <laughs> and yeah, and it's what and it's the same thing as Metal Gear Solid yeah. as Metal Gear yep. Solid Revengeance. Right. It's just you running around with cloud and just slicing yep. things up. Yeah. Third I person action. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I love that idea. Actually, <laughs> they could just steal from Capcom and do reverse. You know, oh, God, <laughs> please don't. Please don't do that square. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. But that's it for the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary news. We did get a little bit more from Capcom and Square Enix as well with the announcement of Dragon Dogma 2. One of it. I wasn't the biggest fan of Dragon's Dogma. Maybe I was just a little too young when that originally came out. I know it came out, I think, early teenage years for me. But okay. there is a group of hardcore people that love Dragon's Dogma. It spun a a netflix series which to be fair don't watch it the netflix <laughs> series is terrible sorry it's, it's just the way things are and uh, i i just want to see how the fans perceive this if for whatever reason this is a game that like can't be ignored then maybe sure i'll play it why not uh but dragon's dogma doesn't seem to be or drag dragon's dogma 2 d- didn't really excite me but i know it excites a lot of people mm-hmm yeah, it had a a big like impact on social media with that getting announced. I think I tried, I want to say at least four times to get into Dragon's Dogma. And I just could not do it. So I'm sure, like, for some people, this is like me when they announced Final Fantasy VII being remastered. Like, oh my god, we've been asking for Dragon's Dogma two forever, and we're finally getting it. So good for them. Like, I'm hopefully it's what they want. I just could never get into it for whatever reason. Do you remember what what made you stop? Because this one went like, like right over yeah. me. Like I haven't, I haven't really played it's, the first um, one. If I remember correctly, and please, people don't hate me for this. I just felt like it was a generic RPG to me, mm-hmm. right? Like I was like, I've played twenty thousand of these type of RPGs, action RPGs. Um, but maybe it's just because I didn't give it enough time, right? Like maybe if you get a couple more hours in, I, it may have hooked me. But like those first initial hours, which are important in an RPG, I just didn't didn't get it. It didn't hook me. So. All right. Um, so, go ahead. I was going to say just the last bit of like news. What I, for, for me and what I have is Todd Howard from Bethesda. Yeah. Goes ahead and says that the next couple games they're working on, which is kind of really hard to believe, to be honest, Starfield. <laughs> yeah. We then have Elder Scrolls. And then he says Fallout 5 <laughs> is what's sure. next. I I'm going I'm going I want you guys to imagine this by the time Fallout 5 comes out I'm going to go I'm going to have a kid and it's going to have graduated grade school yeah. it's going to my kid will be in middle school by uh by the time that Fallout 5 comes out what's the potential release date for the next Elder Scrolls what did they say nothing they didn't okay. say no <laughs> and Starfield's next year right yeah, yeah so they Starfield's got Starfield yeah they got Starfield and then they're going to finish Elder Scrolls and then mm. they're going to finish Fallout 5. Like, this is like, like, it's going to be like a 
a George R.R. R. Martin amount of time. I know I've used this reference, but it's it's <laughs> yep. because it's a perfect reference. We're gonna. It's like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to hold a video game controller by the time they come <laughs> out with Fallout Five. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like we're we're gonna be those like demonstrative creatures that like future doctors say that like gamers are gonna be. We're gonna have like the elongated like trigger fingers and stuff the weird creepy yeah. images like that's what we're going to turn into by the time this yeah. game comes out like put it this way by the time fallout 5 comes out there will probably be something that will create something in the real world that normally creates what the fallout landscape is like <laughs> like 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 something like there's going to be like a nuclear explosion that'll happen before we even get fallout 5 that's how much time it's going to take like for it even to even be a thing like that that's you know, it's so much work it's weird because it's kind of close to that already i saw like and it was just because i was scrolling on facebook but there's some guy who was able to mod modern warfare i think too and he was playing on that like walking trackpad in vr <laughs> with a gun and it was one of the call of duty 2 maps uh it was it was him playing it was the one with the airport i, I think it's called airport to mm -hmm. be honest where yep. Like oh, it's like, the airport oh, like area, map. Okay. Okay. No, not no Russian, not that. It's the <laughs> okay. multiplayer map that's based on it. Got I think. it. Okay. Yeah. Just but wanted to double check. I saw someone playing that. It's just like okay, so, and it looked pretty. It looked pretty realistic. A part of me is just like, okay, this is what we're gonna end up doing, and you know, by the time Fallout Five comes out, is I'm just gonna be able to get my workout by jumping on my VR trackpad and. <laughs> <laughs> and walk and shoot and you know shoot people or whatever of course in this climate i probably wouldn't be releasing anything like that yeah but so real realistically then if starfield is 2023 then i'm going to be generous and say elder scrolls is 2025 mm -hmm. um then i mean being generous i would say fallout would be 2030 2030 possible maybe longer like <laughs> that's a long that. time we're talking about fallout 5 being on the next gen consoles yeah. then for sure well how long i mean it's been a decade and this doesn't help the math that you just did craig but how long mm -hmm. did it take to get from oblivion to skyrim was that three years i'm not sure i don't know i feel like they were pumping them out at that time though barry's gonna look it up uh i don't know i just feel like realistically feel like they're gonna they're going to be putting everything they have into getting Elder Scrolls done after Starfield, which Starfield should be pretty much done at this point. Um, oh, by, by the looks of the, by the looks of, the, I don't mean to throw yeah. shade, but by the yeah, looks no, of it, it don't yeah. look done. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna have to go back and work on it some more. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think it's being generous saying that 2025 for Elder Scrolls, it could be 2026, yeah. 2027, because um, they don't even have anything to show for it except for a title screen that yeah. they made so they i'm sure they're probably in early concept phases at this point uh-oh you're deep in thought over there barry five years okay uh, between oblivion and skyrim yes okay five years maybe maybe four uh we have skyrim coming out november 11th of 2011 so 11 11 11 yep Weird i remember that. that yep and then oblivion was uh, so it's a little bit it's actually probably a little bit more uh march 20th of 2006 okay so it any more months and it's closer to seven years to be honest they they do take their time and yeah. in that time they still don't find all the bugs so no <laughs> 
their bugs are notorious. They're, they're notorious for that. Yeah. Um. All right. I have. But what? Yeah. What news do you guys have? I have three relatively short ones. I'll just run through them real quick. First one is, and we'll talk about the game later again. But the quarry was originally supposed to be a Google Stadia exclusive. Wow. Um, yeah. And then and, Stadia failed. Correct. And then once Ooh. Stadia didn't take off like they thought it was going to, they pivoted to making it for every console. I just thought that was kind of an interesting little take. Like that could have been. I mean, that's not a system seller, but like that could have been something for Stadia to hang its hat on, right? Yeah, a good take off. Sequel to to Until Dawn sequel. To be even like remotely excited about. Right. (laughs) Um, Second one, the Xbox app for PC now predicts if the game will run on your PC, which I thought was kind of cool. I'm notorious for going to will it run on my PC dot com to see if games like. Not so much now, but my older computer, I was always like, would this game run on my computer? Now it's kind of nice to know that the Xbox app for PC will automatically tell you like, hey, this won't run or hey, this may run on minimum. It's just going nice on thing. Google and looking up. Can you run it? I think mm-hmm. it was dot com. Yep. That's like, yeah, that, yep. that's that's peak PC gaming. Yep. I yeah. used to do it all the time before I upgraded my PC and I was like, oh, can't play that one. On to the next one. On to the next yep. one. <laughs> we'll get it. Uh, and then the last thing I have here is we got a in-depth look at Evil West. Um, I don't know if you guys looked at that game at all, but we got like a 10 minute trailer gameplay footage. I'm super pumped for this game. Um, if you haven't seen it or heard of it, look it up. Um, it's kind of a mix of like a Bayonetta type game, except it's the mm-hmm. West. So you have like your revolvers, your rifles, um, extremely bloody third person action game that I'm all about. Um, so yeah, if you get a chance to check that out, I'm super excited for that, but I'm not going to hang my hat on it. Like you did Craig with Biomutant. Oh, yeah. I feel like, I feel like it may not be what I want it to be. Yeah. So I'm going to be cautiously optimistic on this one. Yeah. I, I suggest trying not to die on that <laughs> hell, even though I find some game that makes me that excited, just like that. Ugh. There's always, I mean, it's one I look at and I'm like, I love these type of games. They're so fun to go and play. Mm-hmm. Like when you need a break from like a shooter or an RPG to be like, let me go turn my brain off and just mash buttons for, you know, five to six hours. So I'm hoping that it can fill that need for me. I like it. That's all I have though. I'll toss it over to you. Um, I wanted to make sure um, that we, we didn't talk about yet uh, the resident evil third person. Did we, or, or did we touch on that? Kind like, of. We, we touched kind on that of. last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like we we dabbled in it and I didn't want to beat it to death. I more so wanted to re-examine how excited that I am for that, which is that's just Craig news. That's not actual like world <laughs> news um, or even United States news in terms of games. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, and I just got like a one really like quick one here is uh, the kind of rumors, news, whatever you want to call it of like the PS like five pro controller. Mm-hmm. um playstation actually got like it's 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 rumored that it's probably they're probably going to talk about it but like it's rumored that they're going to talk about it at like the end of the month when we might get ragnarok news now you and like we've all had the we're going to get ragnarok news thing and i don't want to fall for it again but it is exciting to know that Sony, after watching the Elite controller and then the Elite 2 controller, just basically redefine console in your hand gaming, that they're like, maybe we should make one. Or like, maybe we should like 
because they haven't they didn't make one for like the ps4 um what's that one that you have barry so uh for example this is the astro this is right this the, one, astro. the astro the astro there's also the scuff mm-hmm. one and okay. i think scuff also has a line for uh the ps5 as well okay i do wish personally that sony would do their own yeah like yeah. a first party uh, one yeah. yeah like a first it's, party i think yeah. it's kind of dumb that they haven't but maybe mm-hmm. that's because you have third companies like scuff and astro that'll make it for you uh yeah. if, th- that might be the reason why and to be fair like this is now my computer controller i don't even use it for the ps4 if, if i want to play the ps4 i'm just using my Sunset. No, that 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 stays not moving. That is stays clean. The kingdom is it in a glass case? No, it is right here. Okay, uh, it's right in in front of the Astro. Controllers? Do you have at your desk? Oh, that's Um, the million dollar question. I have three. Oh my god, he's still counting. He is still counting. (laughs) So it- like I have a I've got a bunch. So like I have a PlayStation Classic controller over right next to me here cuz like right. my my desk is connected to where my TV stands. Okay. So okay. that's yep. probably why I get away with it. But I have that one. Okay. I then have this uh mm-hmm. PS4 controller. I then have another PS4 controller in my uh in my desk cabinet here. I then have my Kingdom Hearts controller here. I'm just keeping count. Uh, I have my Astro. <laughs> okay. Are we counting Joy-Con controllers? I'm Why just, not? In general, <laughs> how many controllers are sitting on your desk right now? Yeah, in the space of where yeah. you are. Yeah. Because this is not where you... Let me clarify for people at home. This is not where you normally play your video games. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm sitting... My desk where I'm sitting with my computer where we do the, the podcast is where I sit to play my console games as well. And I uh, have three controllers. I have my Elite 2 controller, my PS5 controller, and another Xbox One controller. That's it. Three. I think I have I think I have four. If I I think Craig uh, just wrote down more than four. I wrote down six. <laughs> you said on my desk. <laughs> Yeah, and you've just been naming them off, and we're counting them. And you okay. are looking at your desk is what it looks like. It doesn't look <laughs> like your eyes are peering seven. behind you. Or okay, okay, because then, like, because then the thing is, is, I have a Nintendo Pro controller right here because oh my, my Switch God. is right here, and okay. I have my Joy Cons right here, and then I've got a backup pair of Joy Cons also in my desk. Always have a backup. So, I only have one pair of Joy Cons, and they're the original. Oh, and you know what? Sorry, oh, wow. I forgot. I also have the Pokeball controller oh at my, my desk. So I think I I think we just make it eight. Barry. If you want to, if you want me to make you feel better, Barry, we can count these guitars behind me. There we go. So there's four. If you want to count those, and then you know maybe you don't feel so bad. This is only <laughs> going to be for the. This is only going to be for the video audience. Wait. Oh my god. I don't only... think I have them up here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Barry has a problem. He does. Oh, my God. He has a problem with controllers and collector's editions. See, like, I thought it was weird that, like, I have, like, three... I have three PS5 controllers, but that's because I got the initial white one, and then I got, like, the burgundy whatever one, and then I just got the purple. I thought that was bad. Yeah. but I am going to get the purple one. I really like that one a lot. That color's great. Did you get any... I need a second controller anyway. Barry's bringing out... For those not watching the video, Barry just brought out a rock band guitar. (sighs) Um, 
That doesn't only, count as at your desk, though. Yeah, it doesn't count as at my desk. But I do have what, like, in my room, in my vicinity, there's a whole shit. There's a crap ton of controllers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I have all the rock. I have one up here and then all the rock band stuff downstairs, even okay. though that's not where I play rock band because my PS4 is up here. I, I was just you. I was just trying to point out that that's not where he normally plays video games. Yes. We are all proud of you, Barry. We just want you to know that. Like us here, the listeners at home, the watchers on YouTube, we are all so proud. I'm not of proud you. of myself. Oh my <laughs> god. This is um I don't even know anymore. This is so far out of where we started. What were we? Oh, we were talking, we were about, talking about PS5 Pro controller. Yes. <laughs> Which, uh, oh, by the way, they're apparently based on the rumor supposed to be doing like the replaceable trigger and nice. back and back. Like it, it sounds essentially like an Elite 2 controller, but PlayStation's finally doing it. Um, but it's, again, a rumor. First yep. party like controller creation rumor. And sure. if we're going to follow it being announced with like Ragnarok, then I'm not going to believe anything until I see it because still waiting on that. They they release a pro controller themed maybe instead of like doing like the themed consoles, they do themed controllers this time around or something like that. Yeah, so it could be cool. Maybe they used to do but, that all the time, right? Like yeah, I think like I have a more Ragnarok. I have a controller. somewhere a, a three Xbox 360 Tomb Raider controller. Somewhere. Oh, wow. I like um, that. Yeah, I, I'm all about those. I like that. There's been Gears of War ones. Um, but yeah, there's Forza it, ones that I have yeah, the Forza. Forza five one. That one's real cool. Downstairs, not at my desk. <laughs> oh, can I ask you guys an Xbox question since you mentioned sure. something, Craig? <laughs> I tried Hold on, to- let's switch over to the tech help portion of the podcast real quick oh okay. <laughs> um this probably should have been in the things i played segment but it doesn't count really i tried playing gears of like and i tried playing for like an hour or two should i skip mm-hmm. the first one or like go Are you talking about like the original original the original original it, it was yeah. hard to do um yeah. it, it no didn't... because it's for maria Listen, it gives you that backstory. I know. I need. I. 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 am usually a fan of trudging through what would be a relatively old game in comparison to now to try to get the full story. Yep. But I tried playing it, and I couldn't get past that like first thirty minutes to an hour. Granted, I didn't give like myself enough time to really like sit down. I also had like errands to run and such like that. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna figure out why this is such a beloved series and then yeah. i was like so deterred by by i guess what would be the visuals or the or it was a little bit of the gameplay but like yeah don't... i'm i don't think it's like it you you would definitely get the full context of the story playing through the first one and i do think the story is what ties it all together for me i would almost say with the first one just put it on like the easiest of easy difficulty settings and mm-hmm. just like blast through it you know what okay. i mean just to get the story um, I think it was, it was revolutionary at the time because of the cover system. That's why it was so big. What it did for co-op gaming as well. Yep. And then the chainsaw. The chainsaw was like blew everybody's mind at the time. How brutal and, and gory it was cutting people in half with the chainsaw um, and just hiding behind cover. A button to hide behind cover was like game changing at the time. Okay. I'll, it, I'll, it has I'll, I'll do not that. aged well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do think, though, you will appreciate trudging through one because two and three are prime like yes. gameplay. Two is wise, my favorite. Like, uh, like you, you will probably get through those stories very easily once you just get to stomach one. But like learning about Marcus and Dom and the fact that I still remember those names after not playing Gears of, Gears of War for mm-hmm. so long shows how like that story is and how it's built like. It's built to be a war drama, and they actually yep. do it really well. Okay. Did you cry at the end of three, Barry? No. No. Okay. I know some people did. It's it's gut wrenching at the end there. But uh, what do you, what do you have for news, other Craig? Um, besides the PS5 Pro controller rumor madness madness. Um, I mean, a lot of the things that I had written down were like the big things, because like right after the the showcase, like the the Xbox Bethesda showcase, we did get a little bit of juice right after that earlier last week. Um, I had the Dogma 2 thing written down, too, but I had it like question mark, like I literally wrote down question mark. Am I going to like this? And that kind of goes to what you were talking about, Craig, which is like the first one seemed like more of a standard rpg i'm gonna need more on that like in terms of what they show um i that's all the news like that i had written down um because there was like the big things we touched on yeah yeah let's get into games this week uh because we do have a little bit of catch-up to do from overall mine is going to be the new mario strikers game for switch fire emblem three hopes demo and Mm -hmm. I'm just flexing at this point. I 100% at Arceus. Pokemon Arceus is 100% Ooh. complete. Whoa. Look at this guy. How Look many hours in guy. total did you put into that? 80. Oof. 80? 80 hours to do it. Okay. And um, I wanted to pull my hair out on the last five. I'll bet. Uh, okay. I had also some Mario Strikers. Um, I finished the quarry. All done with that. Um, the TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Um, I got into the beta for Disney Speedstorm. Wow. And then just in general, the PlayStation Plus collection. Oh, yeah, the PlayStation Plus collection. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. How about you, Craig? So it's a little light for me. I'm still so my wife and I are doing quarry together. And Mm -hmm. um, based on schedules, we want to make sure that we get a good amount played so we're still at a part where technically the stuff is going down but not fully yet okay um in reference to last week and i've been putting my head into um i had to take a break from um horizon forbidden west it was the same thing that we were talking about you know an episode or two ago where it's just you spend so much time grinding for the one part that you need for like the legendaries so like you get tired because you just are hunting tremor tusks and then hunting. So like I took I took myself away. I needed something simple. So I played. Um, I'm playing. Nobody saves the world. Okay. Um, which, I, I which is a good game. But like, why don't we start with you guys? Because you guys have the portfolio. <laughs> you basically have a a resume of games collectively there. Give it to me, Barry. Fire Emblem Three Houses demo. Fire Emblem Warriors Three Houses demo uh, allows you to play the first four hours of the game. You can choose between either the Red Eagles, no, Black Eagles, Blue Lions, Golden Deer Houses, and kind of get to play through it. 
I'm glad we didn't talk about this last week because I've kind of had time to marinate. I've been a tomato marinating in uh, in marinara sauce okay. and I am fully ripe. I'm a good marinara sauce now. And my verdict is. Is it's it's a Warriors game. It the characters seem a little annoying, to be honest. And okay. the same thing in three houses where you have Sothis as your kind of inner monologuing type of person, you get another one in here when you're playing the character Shez. And I think I'm just speaking a foreign language to most people. <laughs> and he's kind of annoying. He talks down to you a lot. He think he makes me feel stupid and it, it's weird. I, I will say though, that the overall warriors aspect, the fire emblem warriors aspect of getting to command your units, having unit advantage, like sword over axe, axe over spear, spear over sword, it still wor- still works and it still plays very well. I do enjoy that portion of the game. It feels a little bit slower, okay. uh, and that's not a good thing. No. These games need to be fast and feel reactive. Uh, my biggest complaint is the fact I think on the Switch it looks like crap. <laughs> uh, and like going into it, it's almost like my rant is the fact that games on the Switch, we Nintendo has to do better. We yeah. need the Switch Pro, and they need it desperately. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing on, like, I've been playing it on my PC monitor, to, to be for sure. It's a good monitor. It does 1440p. It's a, it's a good gaming monitor. And the fact that I can tell that it looks like crap <laughs> is just kind of like Nintendo... I get it. You've always been behind on the times, but you're like the age of the switch is totally showing itself. And I think as we go longer without an upgrade, it's going to continue to get worse. Mm -hmm. Like Nintendo tends to be able to sell you on the fact that, yeah, we have Zelda. Yeah, we got Mario. Yeah, we got Fire Emblem. Yeah, we got Bayonetta. What else do they have? At some point, Bayonetta. Yeah, super. Yeah, yeah, we have Super Smash Bros, but that's done. Like, you mm-hmm. don't have any more Super Smash Bros for the foreseeable future, to be completely yep. honest. Mm-hmm. And for me, I I just wish that Fire Emblem Warriors was on a different console. Mm-hmm. I really wish I could play it on my PS4 Pro because it would run a hundred times better than what it runs on than what it runs on the Switch. But this is this is the problem of being a Nintendo fanboy and paying the Nintendo tax is that in order to get the games that I want to play and the characters I knew and grew up with with Nintendo, I have to deal with their limiting console that, you know, to be honest, a part of me wishes mine would die. And I hate to say (laughs) that um, so that I could have an excuse to buy the OLED. I don't know if the OLED would be that much of an upgrade, to be completely honest, because mine's the launch version. This is the same one I've had since the launch of the Switch. Me too. And (laughs) it. it, I, I just really wish the game ran better. And Switch already has issues with this, with a game that came out two years ago, Link's Awakening. Like that, the Switch had trouble running that. Yeah. And it just... Come on, Nintendo, just <laughs> announce it's just the a pro. demo, Barry. It's just a demo. I get it. But uh, now you probably don't want to. You're not as excited to get you're it. You're still going to buy it. I'm t- Yes, I'm still, still going to buy, buy it. it. Yes, it's Fire Emblem. Yep. 
But like the I can't get the collector's edition because it's only available in Europe and it's also available in Japan. But I'm not going to buy it only because that it wouldn't be in the language that I need to understand it in. And plus, the one that I can order it from is Japanese and not the European one. The European one costs more than the Japanese one. <laughs> Wait, can wow. you say that again? <laughs> uh, you're yo frustrated. Barry, yes. the issue that you're having is why I stopped playing Hyrule Warriors because I just couldn't stand the visuals. It's also the issue, and I'm going to be like, I don't know how much of a like, um, like hot take this is or if it's going to ruffle feathers, but that's why I wasn't excited and I haven't played the latest Monster Hunter. That is exactly why I haven't played it. I went from like PS4 Monster Hunter and I was not excited about it just being exclusively on the Switch. And I and I love Monster Hunter and I haven't played it. Like yeah. I haven't played Rise. Like I'm with you man. They need to like let's can we get it? Like can, can we just yep. Can I can we at least get to the world of 2020 where things are in HD run at <laughs> 30 or 60 frames a second? Yep. There's something like that that's all I want yeah. from Nintendo. I don't even care if the console doesn't move with me anymore. Yeah. Give me give yeah. me a separate – at this point, give me a separate console that just stays where it is. I'll use my Switch as a handheld. Yep. You know, give, give us the ability to be able to take that one cartridge and put it into the home console or put it into the – put it into the to-go console Switch. Mm. You know, if they did that, if they just like strictly – console version this is not portable i would buy that and then trade in my old switch and get the uh switch and get light. a light and, and get, get a light. light yeah that i can't tell you how many times i personally contemplated that yep because the the switch docked doesn't feel like it runs or looks any better than what it looks like on the handheld mm -hmm. yeah like just the only screen yeah, yeah, just a larger screen and the comfortability to be able to play like in my bed or on the couch with a pro controller. Because yeah. the pro controller is great. I love the pro it controller. Is. It's one of the better controllers that you can get for this. The best controller you can get for a Nintendo console. Yeah. And it, the fact that it hooks up to the TV is convenient. But I'm pretty sure if you look at the stats, most Switch users are to-go players. They're the ones playing in airports, playing in you know, on their way to class, that kind of thing, where a small portion of the fan base really wants this to be a home console. And I also think that be it's all and it's actually it makes so much sense. It's ridiculous. The save data is already saved to your game cartridge. Mm -hmm. So yeah. why not be able to just plug in the new Pokemon game into the home console, play it when I get home and if I'm on the go, play it. It, you know, play it on the old switch. I yeah. think it makes complete and it makes too much complete and utter sense for them not to do it. But that's what Nintendo is. That's what yeah, they, they do. They won't do it. Yeah, they're they're six years behind the competition. And the only benefit to them is that, you know, oh, wait, I can get a new Zelda game soon. Yep. Kind of thing. They have Mario and Zelda and they know people will buy their console for Mario and, and Zelda and Pokemon. And Pokemon. Yeah, and they Pokemon. have the they have the three most recognizable brands in all of in all of gaming. Let's yep. not forget their biggest cash cow, Yoshi. <laughs> yeah, and Yoshi. Hands down. That's what Cuz let's be honest, you know, the next closest is probably Sony's neck. And if I'm being honest, tell, that's a Oof. joke. I'm, it was yeah. supposed to make people laugh, but Craig didn't Ma laugh, Master so Chief, I guess. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, since you already 
riled up on Switch, why don't we talk about Mario Strikers? Yes. Yeah, uh, Mario Strikers. <laughs> my my issue with Mario Strikers is it feels like there's oh, nothing God. to do. Okay. Yes. I, I've played it for two, three hours, and mm-hmm. I haven't played it since. There is no story mode. There's just a cup mode. And, and online and online, which yep. it seems like they're leaning very heavily into, which is surprising for Nintendo yep. for how bad their online service is. Yeah, but yeah, it, I because there's no story, which Mario games usually have some sort of story, whether it's like the tour in yeah. Mario in Mario Aces or golf. Yep. And yeah. these sports games tend to have some sort of storyline where it's some third party, you know, not Bowser villain that forces them to play soccer or something to see who, you know, yeah. is the champion or something like that. And they don't do it. It's yeah. just five cups where one's a beginner, one they shoot good, one they pass good, <laughs> one they do some stuff good, the other is like the really hard cup. That's lazy. And that's lazy. If that, them. Yeah, and that's if if that doesn't motivate you, nothing in this game is going to motivate you. There, There is no motivation to play this game after the <laughs> after the two hours it takes to play as different characters and see their cool and see their cool hyper strikes. So this is the track record with Mario sports games, including aces and uh, the golf game. Right. And now this one is they release the game and then say that there'll be updates later to the game. They've done it with all three of them at this point. And on top of what you said, this has one of the most mind-numbingly boring uh, intros to teach you how to play the game. It's yeah. so long, so many parts, and it's so boring that like, by the time I finished it, and I was like, okay, they literally explained the 80,000 things this game does. I think I comprehend on how to play this game. The game itself is fun. I like it. Yeah. Like it's fun and entertaining. It's a Mario Strikers game, but you get through this mind numbing tutorial that takes what a good 30 minutes to an hour to get through. And then, yeah, you go there and you're like, oh, I there's literally nothing to do if I don't want to play online, which I do not with (laughs) with Nintendo's online. Right. Yeah. I have no desire to play this game online where I know everybody's going to be a million times better than me um, and it's probably going to lag. On top of that, like I feel like the passing's broken, where you can just like spam pass and like you can't no you can't do anything if you're just sit there and pass like they can't stop you. Um, but it's just it's obnoxious that the game itself is well done, right? Like it's fun to play, but there's just like you said, nothing to do. No the same problem I had with golf, where I really really liked it, but I stopped playing it because even though it had a story mode, it was boring. Yeah, I, I was going to say the only one I disagreed with is I did think golf had a better um, yeah, but beginning it to okay. it. Like yeah. golf, golf feels the most complete out of Aces mm-hmm. and uh, and Super Mario Strikers. Like, I do think golf is the best product they've put out when it comes to the sports game area. Yeah. And again, like, I think six months from now, Mario Strikers will probably be complete, right? In parentheses, complete, fully updated the way it should be at launch. And just like golf and aces, it'll be decent, right? But like right now, there's no incentive to buy these games day one anymore. Absolutely zero because they're never fully finished. 
And it's just Nintendo being like, that's close enough. Let's ship it out. People yeah. are going to buy it anyway because it's Mario. Um, and they do. And then you sit there and you don't play it. And then, you know, three months from now, I'll be like, oh, they updated it. I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's I'm not exactly going to go back to it. With golf, they're like, oh, we updated. We added stuff. I was like, cool. I don't care anymore at all. And, you know, yeah. like, actually, one of the issue is, too, is you can wait to get the game, but it's still going to cost 60 bucks because it's because yep. it has the Mario tax on it because yeah, it has Mario tax on, on it. It's never going to go on sale. It's yeah, not. you'll yep. be lucky if you get ten dollars off of it, to be honest. I mean, Pokemon was on sale this week for 30. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. you, and do you want to know what's crazy? You know, what's the craziest part about this? What's the crazy Mario part? Strikers looks good on the switch. It does. It looks it's, phenomenal. It it literally like. How can a first party Fire Emblem game not get the same treatment <laughs> as Mario? Fire Emblem is a big franchise and it's only getting bigger for yeah. them. Three Houses sold better than any of the other previous games, like almost combined other than Awakening. And yeah. Awakening is still $40. It's a full price Switch game if it's not more expensive. <laughs> And I know I'm going on a rant here, but it's because no, I, like I love it. Fire Emblem no, so continue. much. <laughs> and on top of that, too, I forgot to say in the news, there was a Fire Emblem leak about the next game that apparently is already done. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I can only hope that the game actually like Nintendo actually goes, OK, take your time. You're going to make this game look good because like, just get give me a pretty Fire Emblem game like yeah. Mar you gave you gave the time of day to Mario Strikers, but yeah. not the Fire Emblem Warriors game because yeah, yeah, it's Hyrule Warriors that. looks fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because like, like Fire Emblem has the substance, but it doesn't have the visual. I, I'm assuming I haven't. I we obviously haven't played the game yet. But then you have like Strikers that looks great, and then it but doesn't it has have no the substance. substance. Yeah. So it's like, can we? This will all be satisfying. Like we'll, we will all be satisfied when a new console comes out because then Nintendo can do what they do. But like that's that's lazy to me, especially like what you were pointing out, Craig, with the last three sports related mm -hmm. uh, Mario games to come out. Like, how do you just release something like that and just say like in four to six to eight months we're just going to actually make it the way we wanted to originally make it? Like that's you're yep. challenging like the slight intelligence of the nintendo fan like we're not like we're not stupid you know just delay it at that point just delay it. we are stupid though but like yeah in a way we are because money. we'll still buy yeah, it we buy it we'll buy yep. it yep. you're right yeah i mean i think it's fairly obvious to the two of you and myself that nintendo's never going to work with us on this podcast ever just so we're clear yeah <laughs> i don't hate you nintendo i just don't understand some of your processes and like you said craig when this new console supposedly comes out we probably still won't be happy because it'll still be behind where we want it to be you know mm -hmm. like compared to the xbox and the ps5 it won't be anywhere near oh that <laughs> it won't i mean what else did you play barry we gotta get away from nintendo oh yeah 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 <laughs> Well, that's We're the issue is, definitely is I 100 percent at Arceus and I just wanted my kudos for that. Oh, well, um, congratulations. Well, here's me patting you. myself on the back and just pretend it's your back. There you I'll go. Take that. <laughs> uh, I ended up playing Sniper Elite 5. Uh, yes. I'm not sure if we talked about that last week or two weeks ago or not. 
Uh, Sniper Elite 5, I will say, is like every Sniper Elite game. It's just the fifth one. Uh, Yeah, it's just the fifth one in the series. I do admit there is something. It's more Hitman-y, though. Yeah, Yeah. there's there's something satisfying about when I pull off a long shot and I'm playing in co-op. And my friends are forced to watch me shoot some guy in the nuts in slow-mo. Yep. Like, there's something satisfying about that. There's something satisfying when your friend hits it, too. And you're forced to watch that happen. I I shouldn't say forced because it's like I never get tired of it. Like, I don't know what it is. My brain just goes slow-mo, yay. Slow-mo, yep. yeah. skull, skull bones cracking. Ha-ha, <laughs> funny kind of thing. The, the sniper elite is going to continue to be the same thing it is. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like for me, for somebody who hasn't played sniper elite, probably since trying it out on one sniper elite five feels, feels pretty fresh. Uh, and that's, that can be said about like um, a lot, like how the Madden games or sports games are where every year they come out and they don't feel anything new or anything groundbreaking where it's the same thing with sniper elite if you've played all the other sniper elite games you're getting the sniper elite you know yeah and you may love or you may hate it for me i haven't played it in years so the sniper elite five how we other than the fact that co-op can be a little bit finicky at times i like it It, Mm -hmm. it's free on game pass so take take it with what you take it for what you will and shoot some guy in the nuts in slow-mo trust me it's yeah. it's very satisfying more satisfying than you think yeah i'm would be curious because i think a couple weeks ago i brought up that i played it as well i would be curious to see how successful this series is because i never really hear anybody playing it but they just keep making them so either mm-hmm. they're extremely cheap to make or they're actually making decent money somewhere they're, they have to be using an engine from like another game or something and like copying and pasting. I feel like I, I think uh, so. The game, the game's nothing spectacularly good to look at. Right. Uh, so I think I think you're right about the fact that it probably is cheap. Mm-hmm. They probably use the same engine. But yep. you have all these people like there's a specific group of people that in Call of Duty only use snipers. Yeah. And this for that group of people, this is the satisfying portion to them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you they play Sniper Elite Five because they feel like they're a sniper. Yeah, yeah. I got a I got a friend of mine who played Sniper Elite Four religiously, and he didn't play any games. He's like a guy in his, I'd say late thirties, early forties, and he did not play another game on PlayStation. He's not what you would consider a gamer at all. But Sniper Elite Four came out, and that's his jam. <laughs> and he played it and replayed it and replayed it and replayed it and replayed it. And I respect him for it because yeah. he found fun in one video game. Me- meanwhile, I'm buying like six a month to try to figure out like, trying, how to, trying to get s- that high. Of gaming. To get that high. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Yeah. But um, imagine how much money we'd save. We wouldn't right? be a good podcast, though. So we wouldn't. But yeah, but it's people like that that why there's a sniper elite five out. Like he liked it enough to like just play the heck out of it. And I mean, there's there's a fan base out there, and yeah. more power to you. True. Yeah. What else, Barry? Uh, that's that's all I got. Okay. Um, let me go through the list here. Let's talk about Disney Speedstorm. All Everybody's right. super excited about Disney Speedstorm. Um, this will be free to play when it comes out. 
So you know that in order to get some of the characters, you'll probably have to spend some decent money. There'll probably be some sort of loot box, something involved. Mm -hmm. But I can't go off of that because this is the beta. There's no buying of anything. Um, there is like a single player mode where you do unlock characters. I don't know if it's going to work the same when it comes out, but you start with Mickey. Um, I've played with Hercules, Ooh. Mulan, um, a bunch of different stuff. I will say I'm playing on PC, um, but it is going to be on consoles as well. I will say as a Mario Kart style racer, I think it is very, very good. Um, it feels good. Um, it's fast and like you have your power ups and all that kind of stuff, your power slides to get boost. It's all there. Something that you would expect. Okay. What really stands out for me, and this is going to end up coming back at the end of the year when we go over this stuff. Okay. Is this soundtrack is ridiculous. Um, you can look up on like YouTube. People have put it up because a lot of people are talking about how ridiculous the soundtrack is. They have taken all these Disney songs that, you know, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, um, one of the songs I'm forgetting the name from Hercules, from Pirates, uh, Mulan, all these songs that they you know well, and making them these super upbeat techno, extremely bass heavy songs that are so damn catchy. It's <laughs> insane. It's insane. Um, I'm just like, man, first like first map I played was Mickey, right? And they and I hear it, I'm like is that the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse theme song? And it is, but I'm like, oh my God, this is catchy. Um, so it's going to end up coming back sometime at the end of the year when we go into like best music. It's going to be in there. Year, yeah. okay. It's going to be in there. All right. Um, so at least like look it up, everybody, like listen to some of them. They're ridiculous. Um, I'm, I'm immediately interested. Yeah, so, yeah. But like, I think this is going to be a decent free to play game as long as they don't kill it with the loot boxes, right? And like the money. That's what scares me because it's Disney. Mm -hmm. um, gonna... $500 for that Hercules right. skin, boy. Yes, I feel like they're exactly. they're probably trying to gonna try and do the make that Fortnite money off of this, right? And they're not gonna get that. But as an alternative to Mario Kart, as long as you don't have to put a million dollars into this game, I feel like this is gonna make some traction. And I could be wrong, but I feel like this is gonna, when it comes out, people are gonna play it. So or or what would be nice is if it's a free to play game, I get that, but sell yeah. it for 60 bucks and it yeah. gives you a decent amount of like of the of, the, of unlockables that like kind the of like the Apex Founders packs. Yeah, like do yep. that. Like I would pay $30 to get all the characters unlocked, like the original characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. give me that. Exactly. I'm in. Um, yeah. So when that drops, everybody check that out. I think you'll be surprised. Um, so the quarry. Is I don't want to spoil anything for you, Craig, since you're still going through it. Appreciate um, it. Have you found out like what the baddies are in there yet, or not? We've we've run away from one or two of okay. them. Okay. Yes. Right. So you haven't gotten like the full story. So I just want to make sure I don't spoil anything. Yeah. Um, in the grand scheme of things, I I still think Until Dawn is better. Um, my problems with this game are one, it takes so long to get into stuff actually happening and i know you're at that point like hours yeah. right like yeah, the first hours. there's it's there's like 10 chapters there's yeah. 10 chapters in this game and i think the first three or four are mm -hmm. set up and then you get yeah. going um and once you get going it's that typical like oh i gotta hit up at the right time i gotta make the right decisions do i hide do i run i gotta hold my breath like that's the stuff i like um 
I think the story is decent. I'm not a huge fan of trying to figure out how to not spoil this. I'm not a huge fan of what the bad guys are in mm. this game and why they're there. Mm. Um, I get it. I get what they're going for. I just, I wasn't as like into it as I was until dawn. Yeah. Um, production value is pretty good. I don't know how it is. I'm playing, I played on Xbox um, and I have had an insane amount of pop in insane amount. Um, like every time it would switch from character to character, they would be like fuzzy and then it would snap into focus. Um, you get a lot of that like dead eye where like they're yes, staring off. Yes, you do. Um, in this game. And it's like some of that like kind of takes you out of it a little bit where you're like, this should have been polished up a little bit better, I think. Um, but the acting performances are good by everybody mm -hmm. involved. Um, and I didn't really get what I would consider a good ending. I had a lot of people die, which I'm OK mm -hmm. with. Right. Like, that's the whole point of the game. Like, you're not going to get the best ending on the first try. If you go back in and try it again. Sure. And when you do beat it, they give you the option to go back in with three rewinds. So you can kind of try and get the better ending. Okay. Um, but overall, I think this is a solid game. Definitely not as good as Until Dawn, but better than the anthology games that they've put out recently. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth at least one playthrough. I don't know if I'll play through it again, but I had a fun 10 hours with it, I guess. Yeah. I just wish you could cut out that first two or three hours. It is a big setup. It is a boring. big setup. <laughs> and like, not even with a lot of like menacing things going right. Like behind, like you yeah. literally are just doing like talking, walking, talking, yeah. character building, that kind of thing. So that's mm -hmm. a complaint I also have, by the way, but I'll be able to give you a better scoop. Yeah. We can get into that. Like once you beat it, we can dive into it if you want. I like it. Um, TMNT Shredder's Revenge that dropped on Game Pass. So you don't actually have to go buy it, which was I'm super pumped for. Um, this is one that like if you have a fondness for the Ninja Turtle arcade games, like you have to play this game. It's so well put together. The music is fantastic. It looks great. Um, you can combo, which you couldn't really do in the original Ninja Turtle arcade games. And you can play with up to six people on your couch or online. So fantastic. I think that's super cool. Um just like can't recommend enough. If you have an Xbox, there's no reason not to download this as like a good party game. Um, I don't know if you're playing by yourself. It may not be as much fun, but if you have an Xbox, you have Game Pass 100% download this game. If you have if you don't, I think it's like 25 bucks. So like it's not an insane amount of money. Um, but yeah, 100% digging that. And then um, just the PlayStation Plus collection. I know, Barry, you've messed around with it a little bit. Um, I'm trying to like I'm trying to look at it from the lens of like somebody who hasn't played like a bajillion games in almost every game that's come out and looking at the lineup of games, strictly like PS five, right. Um, Demon Souls, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, like all that stuff's on there. I think the value is there. And we talked a little bit about as long as they're updating it, um, this should be a good value. Uh, I haven't started playing Demon Souls yet because I got sucked back into playing Wild Arms a bazillion times. <laughs> um, so I'm still playing through that again. But the PlayStation collection has been good. I've been enjoying going through and being like, oh, I'll play through that again. Or, oh, I never actually got to play that as a kid. Let me download that. Um, they all seem to run well. I haven't had any issues. 
And for now, less than a month in, I think this is a fantastic value. I don't know how you feel, Barry. Yeah, and I, I haven't gotten to try Wild Arms. I did download it, but there there's something to be said about I know everybody kind of hates the streaming type of thing, mm-hmm. but there is something about seeing a game and not having to wait for it to download, yep. being able yeah. to click stream and within a minute, two minutes, depending on your Internet connection, you're playing that game. Yep. And that point. allows me to keep my interest in the game because I'm not sitting there waiting for it to be done downloading. Yeah. For the most part. Now, for me, I'm really impressed with how many PS3 games that are on there. Like PS3, there's a lot of games. And I thought I played PS3. God, did I miss a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are so many games on the uh, from the PS3 collection that I was just I was literally impressed. Yeah. Uh, I was like, OK, because you have the PlayStation one classic if yep. you have one of them. So you kind of don't need uh, that portion of things. Yeah, we don't have a PS2 version. There's enough PS2 games in there for now, I think. I do yep. think they need to bring the catalog more over. Um, there's something to be said about like. And I know this is a very, very like niche thing, but like put the the original Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2 games and yep. let me be able to to like feel what those games felt like on PS2 compared to playing the new remixes, which are obviously tuned to, you know, the PS4 and everything like that. So it's a minor niche thing that, you know, I'd like to see. But, you know, favorites like Jack and Dexter. I can't believe how many Ratchet and Clank games there were during the (laughs) PS3 area. I I looked at that and I went, this has to be the entire catalog of Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Even though I know it's not. So it's. It is impressive in that way. I think the game trials need a little bit more work because they they need to be a bit more experimental. I get it. Like the P, uh, the PlayStation exclusive games are getting those time trials, but give us some for like indie titles that we haven't heard of that it's worth those time trials for. Because mostly for Horizon, you know if you're going to like Horizon or not. For yeah, Spider-Man, you know if you're going to like it or not. Give me give me more experimental games, indies, third-party games that I'm like, oh, I can at least try it without, you know, spending my 20 to 40 bucks on it. Uh, a part of me wishes the the new game that's reviewing very well, Neon White, that's on Steam and, and, and uh, Switch and other consoles as well. I wish that had a time trial so that mm-hmm. I could at least try it before, like, jumping into it. Because those yeah. are the games that matter. I don't need a time trial for God of War Ragnarok. I know what God of War Ragnarok <laughs> is. Yeah. Uh, like, that's the thing that I think they need to eventually get onto. But mm-hmm. the fact that, and you mentioned it as well last week, where I can now play Ghost Tsushima uh, and get the DLC for free. Yep. That's awesome. I am yep. going to try, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to try to play Death Stranding, the director's cut, because I too. hear that made a bunch. Me too. Yep. That that's made on my a, list. Okay. That made a bunch of it. And to be honest, if I can download it and play it on my PS4 without much of an issue, who knows? Maybe I'll stream it because I've been meaning to, I, I've been thinking about streaming <laughs> uh, more often now that we have all these games kind of to backlog and play through. Yeah. Um, I think the foundations there, they just need to continue to follow up. And I get that we're not going to get first party games. And I think for Sony's sake probably a good idea that we don't get sony games for free i know that's going to be very very like what are you thinking barry but 
I don't know. It makes sense to me, uh, especially okay. considering like the Billy and I mentioned this as well, the billion dollar corporation that Microsoft is compared to the billion dollar corporation Sony is. Sony doesn't make that much money to be able to go to their first party studios and be like, here's 300 million. The game's yeah. free now and you don't yeah. ha- and you don't have a say. So that kind of yeah. stuff. But games like Stray, we are going to get we are going to get for free. Yeah. So that's that's something, you know, that I look forward to is maybe the smaller Sony experiences we're going to get for free. What if and this is just a hypothetical with this? I know the trials like I don't know how many people are going to use the trials, but say take like God of War, right? Ragnarok. What if they use those trials to be like, okay, you can play two hours of God of War Ragnarok, but if you have the top tier PlayStation Plus subscription, $17, $18 a month, we're going to put that two hour trial up five days before the game comes out. And you can play the first two hours before it comes out. We know you're going to buy it anyway, but if you pay $18 a month, you can get started on the first two hours five days early. I think that could be something huge. And then, could you, be. and then you go buy it. You know what I mean? And then you go. But I feel like that's something that would help in I this mean, that's, case. That's a good idea. I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know if you guys can help me with this, but I haven't upgraded yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm considering between the extra and, um, oh my gosh, premium. the premium. Yeah. And literally for an extra $20 a year or the difference monthly, I'm deciding if I'm just okay with what extra can give me or if I want to spend the extra $20 this year to play Siphon Filter, Red Faction, and Dark Cloud, and Dark Cloud 2. Those are the four games. Dark Cloud is phenomenal. And I was looking at it. Actually, it's funny. We were were talking about this. I looked at it earlier today, and I was like, that's worth 20 bucks a year Yep, to play Dark Cloud again (laughs) and Red Faction and Siphon Filter. And yep. Dark Cloud yep. 2, which I also liked. It's not as good as the first Dark Cloud. But right. but those four games equal $20 for me. And no matter how you mathematically uh, look at it, if I'm a person who does a yearly, that's five bucks for an entire year to play those four childhood for me mm-hmm. classics. And I'm okay with it, even without knowing what else Sony is going to release in in the library that's like the differential. Because, I mean, I looked. I can't play those four games unless I get premium. Like, I, there's a lot of good stuff in the extra, but I cannot play. That's That's the the benefit of a subscription service, though. You can play it for four months and then downgrade over to the next one. Yeah, they got to keep releasing stuff or or Or, I'll be in the same boat. I'll drop down, too, because I'm like, why am I paying if... They haven't added anything in three months to the PlayStation one or PlayStation two side of things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's all, right. all I played. I'll throw it over to you, Craig. Uh, so mine's pretty easy uh, mm-hmm. just cause uh, I'm kind of doing the one and, and quarry. Uh, yeah. Nobody saves the world. It's by uh, Drinkbox studios and it's basically an action RPG, great art style. I think it came out earlier 2022 and then just recently uh, within the last couple of months or so is actually on. So I'm pretty sure when it came out on Steam. Long story short, very simple concept. I think I needed this. I told you guys like that I needed like a simple game to kind of just get onto for a second. 
you wake up as this nobody, this like pale white guy, and you have to kind of figure out what your purpose is. You have to find this wizard somewhere in the world. He's disappeared. You meet a bunch of characters and such like that. But like essentially what the game is, is an action RPG where you use, you somehow get the wand of the famous wizard that you're looking for. And you spend the entire game looking for this person. I'm still playing it. And because of that wand, you can change into different forms. The forms make no sense like to each other. There's a horse, a rat. There's like some of the higher scaled ones could be like a dragon or a monk. But the reason why the game is so addicting is you have your basic attack and then you have forms you can unlock as you fulfill requirements of the form you're in. So like if you're the rat, you have to poison a certain amount of like enemies and then you unlock another form. And then when you get into that form, you have to do a specific requirements and then you unlock another. So between that and the side quests, it's actually pretty addicting because you keep trying to search for the next form and the forms do get better. And what you can do is you can take specific um, benefits of each one and just kind of make your own character to try to survive. Now, when you combine that with the dungeon crawling in the game because the dungeons are well done the art style is fantastic it's got kind of like i thought it was like a ren and stimpy vibe to start but it's not it's got a trickle of that but there's good humor it's it's just nice and relaxing <laughs> it's just so simple you die it's actually a little complicated you can die pretty frequently when you're actually in the dungeons and such like that but between between the simplicity and the the dash of complexity that comes when you actually get to a hard part it's actually a pretty good game i recommend like you at least look up the trailer for it um when i beat it i'll have more to say about it not much but more but it is a very good game um I noticed that it did get, it did do well in in the critique aspect, at least on Steam side, and I'm not disappointed right now. You know, um, I recommend it. Nobody saves the world. I think I played like the first hour, and then I something else came out and I stopped. Mm-hmm. But like I enjoyed all the different forms or you know whatever I forget what they call them in the game, but like the rat and everything else, it was cool how you can completely change how you're playing and a cool new idea. Yeah. There's 18 forms in total. And I mean, it's just, it, the last thing I'll say about it is I'm about 10 to 12 into the game and I am not bored with it yet. Like between exploring what the map has to offer, it's not too much of a, it's probably going to take me 15 to 18 hours to complete. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. But. So that's going to be it for games just because Craig, uh, Craig had already talked about the quarry. Uh, we'll yep. go ahead and get into movies this week, which for me is going to be uh, two Netflix originals and Spiderhead and Interceptor. Okay. We then have the new episodes of Obi-Wan, yep. uh, the new episodes of The Boys, yep. mm. the first two episodes of Miss Marvel. I'm not sure yep. if you guys are watching that one. I have been. Yep. Mm. I have I not. Like I'm missing something. Those are the Miss Marvel, Obi-Wan and The Boys are like the ones that every week I'm like, got to make sure I don't miss those. Yeah. 
I don't even know when Miss Marvel updates, to be honest. Wednesday. I just go in there. Oh, Wednesdays as well. Yeah. Okay, that would make sense then. Yeah. So uh, what did you guys watch that's different um, from my list? Besides the TV shows, I did watch Interceptor. I just forgot I watched it. Um, I have Hustle, which was also on Netflix. Yeah. Adam Sandler and The Outfit, which was on, I think, Peacock. Okay. Uh, um, so I have some catching up to do on some of them, but I did catch up on the boys and I have been watching. Thank you, Barry, for your crunchy role. Um, <laughs> I realize there's no really cool way. Don't to say do it. That. Don't go down the rabbit hole. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm watching a uh, parasite Maxim right now. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> But we'll get started on what you guys really want to hear, <laughs> which is everything besides that last oh thing I got. Very interceptor. Really good dumb action movie Stop is it. so it, bad. Is it really? Oh I liked God, it. So bad. <laughs> Listen, I love Chris Hemsworth's wife, but my God, can she not act? Whew. Go ahead. I guess I see that. Um, I, I wasn't, I guess, paying so much attention to the acting as like the uh, like the action portions of things with like her yeah. shooting. You know, uh, I did Stabbing think a guy this, with a gun. Yeah, I did think uh, the dislocating thumbs was quite convenient uh, yeah. for for uh, oh. for being a goalkeeper in soccer. So it. I I didn't mind it. I didn't think it, I I just and I guess that's why you forgot about it. And I couldn't really tell you, yeah. Uh, what I really couldn't tell you what happened during the movie. All I know is I watched it and my brain went, "Okay, cool action movie." That's that's yep. all it was. Yep, it's uh, a mindless kind of reminds me of like a '90s action movie, where like the plot's there, but like it's so ridiculous. You're just like, "Okay, all right, yeah, I guess I can roll with this." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah stabbed a guy in the eye with a gun barrel <laughs> i saw that and i went oh this is where this movie wants to go yeah i mean she I was... didn't know that was his wife yes that is his wife um i don't know i my i guess my issue is like now when you when you take the grand scheme of the final of uh fast and furious franchise and the epitome of top tier acting that is involved in those movies and she's in there and she's not the greatest. I don't know. I maybe I hold that against her too much. Okay. But uh yeah, it's um it's perfectly fine to watch on like a weekend, I think. I you would not go see this movie in theaters. So it's No. Yeah, I'm glad it's on Netflix, but as a dumb action movie, you can do a lot worse, I think. So you're not wrong. I think I'm being a little too rough on it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I'll just add, speaking of Chris Hemsworth, Spiderhead, he's yeah. one of the lead guys in it, along with uh, Miles Teller. I re- like opposite of that. I really enjoyed Spiderhead. It is a good uh, kind of thriller. A lot of twists and turns going on. There's a very memorable. There's a very relatable moment, especially if you work in retail uh, in this movie that you'll know exactly what I'm talking yep. about if you see okay. it. Uh, Spiderhead, I think, uh, is really good. Everybody's really charismatic. I think Miles does an excellent job. Chris Hemsworth, the other girl that Miles like has a relationship with, I also think is good. And I know she plays Lucky or whatever the hero's name is in Deadpool Two. Of, mm-hmm. uh, 
but it's it's overall a really good cast. I like the premise of like the whole manipulating emotions type thing and how they're testing this manipulating of emotions with drugs uh, on felons. How, on felons. Yeah, because uh, like we've seen this type of thing before with like it's like an alternative to jail. You get like to, you have to participate in this stuff, which mm-hmm. like it's really messed up. To be honest, like the whole like controlling of emotions and testing it to see whether or not, you know, what what happens to people between it, Uh, like it's messed up in that portion of things. But I think like the whole kind of area where, okay, you're kind of being slow fed, like, all right, it's this. All right. You find out this portion of things and it keeps kind of going and going and of some of it's pretty some of it. You can probably tell where it's going to go pretty easily. But for me, I enjoyed watching the whole of this movie. All right. That's fair. Um, let's see. I, let me get uh, Hustle. Did you watch Hustle, Barry? I've seen it. I've been meaning to watch it. Okay. And I know I will. Um, Hustle, Adam Sandler, also on Netflix. It is a basketball-related movie that revolves heavily around the Philadelphia 76ers, which I enjoy. Oh. Um, so just so it revolves around Adam Sandler, he's, a, uh, he go- he's the man for the Sixers who goes out and finds new talent. Um, across the world in different countries. Um, he really wants to be a coach, but that's what his job is, is finding the next big player to draft in the NBA. Um, this is a, I love sports movies. So okay. this is like top three basketball related sports movie of all time for me. I just really, really enjoyed it. Adam Sandler, when he does like serious movies, does them so well. Mm-hmm. And I have to give a shout out to uh, Queen Latifah because she makes it so believable that she's married to Adam Sandler that after the movie, I looked at it and I'm like, I can see that. I can see those two married, which I never oh, okay. thought I would say in my wow, life. Okay. Um, but they just work. The two of them together work so well that I was like, yeah, that's totally believable that they would be married. Um, so, yeah, definitely check that one out. That one was great. Um, had a ton of fun with that one. And seeing all like there's a million NBA players in this movie. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. Super cool seeing all them past and present. Uh, And then the outfit, which is on, I believe it's Peacock. If it's not, I'm sorry. It might be on Paramount, but I think it's on Peacock. Um, This is another one of those movies, Barry, that you I know you enjoy this type of movie where you really can only watch it once because you have to figure out what happens. And then at the end, when you figure it out, you're like, oh, that was cool. Um, but I don't think I can ever and then watch, you never it again. watch it again. Yeah, correct. That's one of these. But it's a very good one. Um, revolves around like I want to say it's like the 20s or 30s. Um, it's a man who owns a tailor shop. He makes suits um, and the he has a relationship with the gangsters of the area who have a drop box in his uh, area and they drop the money in there and they come pick it up. Um, there's a whole thing involved with one of the gangsters getting shot and they go to his house is like the safe house there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens but you're trying to figure out exactly who's behind everything what's going on who's deceiving who it's one of those it's like a whodunit type movie um i just think it's very very well done um and everybody should check it out but again you once you watch it one time that's it right like you're not going to go out and buy yeah. it it's yeah, just, you just like you that and, one time yeah, yeah yeah you i enjoy trying to figure it out before the end um and i did not figure it out i probably should have <laughs> but i did not so definitely check that one out as well. Um, should be on Peacock, I believe. Yeah, one last thing. Uh, did I? I don't think I mentioned I watched The Northman. Mm-mm. Oh, I did started you know? it. I didn't finish it. 
So Northmen on, I think it's Paramount Plus. Yep. Uh, or it's Peacock. It's one of the two. Northmen now, man. Of course, it's been it's been a little bit. So my <laughs> mind's all over the place. This movie reminds me a lot. Like it's this weird psychedelic dream movie. Um, <laughs> I want to take for example, and I know nobody else has watched this. The Green Knight. Yeah, you're um, the only one. <laughs> yeah, that's. There's. I don't know. There's something about these movies that I'm like addicted to in a way. But the Northmen is this story about, you know, Norse village, dude's father gets killed, dude comes to get revenge on the people that killed him or killed his father. So he eventually does that. And then there are all these like little twists and turns, but also these like weird psychedelic dream type sequences to where they're doing this blood ritual to where if the. If the kid doesn't come back to revenge his father he dies or oh. it or it like his destiny is destroyed. And there's like, there's these like dream fight sequences that are really weird uh, as well. It, it's really hard to explain this movie to be honest, <laughs> because it feels like there's so much weird mystical stuff going on. Yeah. Like they spend so much time like on this weird, on this weird blood ritual. Cause Willem Dafoe is the one leading it. Okay. He's like the shaman in a way of the area. <laughs> he can do I no wrong that. to me. He could do no yeah. wrong to me. The if, movie probably could, but he could do no wrong to me. Like, yeah. I'm trying to remember the other movie before The Green Knight that reminded me of this movie because, like, there's this movie, The Green Knight, and then another one that I'm reminded of. There are these, like, weird psychedelic experiences in a way that The Northmen is probably what I would say most people would like or watch. Okay. Uh, the Green Knight, there's not enough action. It's a lot of like suspense to it and trying to like twist your head in a way where uh, the Northman like has a little bit more to it, has a little bit more of exciting pieces to it. And the whole like staying down into Norse mythology type stuff to where before they go into battle, they do these like uh, weird battle chants where they take on these like possessions of like uh, like an animal in a way where the dude's like literally drooling like a wolf <laughs> like it's like and the rest of his peers that are in war are also doing this and then they become oh. like this in invincible task force in a way in the one village that they decide to slaughter so i know it's a lot <laughs> yeah. but if if you want like an intro into these types of like weird movies, I'm going to call them weird. I'd say the Northman is the most accessible. If you don't like the Northman, then I wouldn't suggest the Green Knight kind of thing. <laughs> uh, Nobody should watch the Green Knight. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you have to be a particular person, I think, to like it, I guess. Like and the thing is, is like these movies review well with critics Yep. But when you look at the Rotten Tomatoes score, it's the audience is usually significantly lower. Yeah, like a good by a good 20 percentage points. That's the case with the Northman is that the critics love this movie, I think, for how different it is and how like psychedelic it is to where it could just be like a normal Vikings TV show. And the mm. critic and audience would love it. But the critics would go, oh, this has been done millions of times before. Right. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I guess you have you have to be cultured like me, I guess. That's, that's what <laughs> yeah. it is. I'm just 
I'm just a, I'm just, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I watch this movie with my 60 year old scotch. It's all that pink, it's know. all that anime that's caused you to be a man of culture. <laughs> there you go. That was a nice that was my segue for you, Craig, as well. Oh, OK. I was trying to segue into the anime corner. Craig's yeah. in the end. Barry's that, anime that I'm, corner. I'm afraid to go near. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I got recommended. You would like uh, Parasite. Or, you would like Parasite, Craig. You would like oh. Parasite. Um, oh. I actually had a coworker recommend this particular one to me. Um, and it's it's interesting. So essentially what happens is there's a Parasite that I haven't watched the full thing. So correct me if you've seen the the full since you've seen the full thing is uh there's parasites that come in from outer space and essentially their purpose is to find a human host and they essentially try to make their way into the brain and then they are able to control that particular person now what's cool about them is that they and this goes with kind of like the art style too when they actually are trying to eat they their face kind of manipulates into either like claws weapons giant mouths it all kind of depends on the particular parasite uh it centers the story actually centers on a particular parasite that tries to invade itself into a student at the local school the student sees it and it's a teenager yeah and uh, oh, it it's looks, either teenagers or early college. Okay. Yeah, it's I'm okay. still iffy on which one it is there. Um, okay. But they look older. They do. And okay. it tries it, it basically makes its way into the room of that teenager. It tries to uh, embed itself because it's got like these. I don't know what you call them, but like it's got like it, it essentially can burrow into the skin. Well, it does. But he wakes up in the middle of the night while it's trying to do that. And he basically cuts off the circulation. And if you're not being overly like proper with how the human body works, it can't move <laughs> Okay, past that. So it, go, it, it basically lives in its hand. So it hasn't made its way to the brain, so it hasn't fulfilled its its destiny, so to speak, or its purpose. And it's just, and the rest of this the show is about his relationship because it does speak to him through his hand because it didn't make the way to the brain. So he has his brain intact, and it's about them coexisting as one organism, and them trying to figure out how to not only coexist but what's going on with this invasion and it's pretty good um i went right from attack on titan to that so i had to tailor what i was you know my my idea of what i was watching because it is a it is a different art style and it is a completely different story but it's it's for anime for people who aren't necessarily fans of anime there are the standard tropes that you find, but it is it is a it is a manga that was made into a show. So it, it's it's got the it's got the story behind it. I'm about halfway through it. There's only one season. Um, besides the fact that it's kind of hard to understand why this particular student, who's a nervous student, has so many female characters. Like really, kind of. Just how it goes being, in anime. That's apparently how it goes in anime. He's not. It's just he's how not, it goes in anime. 
He's Stop not it. an impressive main character until a certain part of the series happens that I've already passed. But it's a good watch. It's not what I would try. So, like, my wife is not necessarily an anime person. This is not the anime that I would try to get her to watch it on. Because I think sure. that we should always be thinking about our listeners and our watchers. And if somebody is like me, still trying to get somebody that they like or love or are married to into anime, this is not the one. But only but those I, conditions, only those conditions meet the criteria. <laughs> yes. If you like anime, this is a pretty good one. This is a okay. pretty good one. And I'm halfway through. It's, 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 I like the premise. It's Invasion of the Body Snatchers meets anime. But I think anybody who does like it should give it a whirl. Who does like anime should give it a whirl. That's fair. All right. So is that it? We have any other movies or anything we need to talk about here? I don't think so. I mean, we could talk about the boys, but we could talk about it next week. I know we've been we've we've had a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like to be fair, the boys we would talk about the following week or the following week or the following week until it ends. I mean, we could yeah. wait till it ends and just yeah, do the we whole could thing. also do that and then just because yeah. Yeah, because I, I, oh, I we'll have Obi Wan to talk about next week because Obi Wan will officially be over. Yep. Yep, there we, we got go. one so, more episode. Yep. Yeah, so we, we have Obi-Wan next week. Okay, yeah, we'll leave it alone. Uh, the boys, uh, like, in short, you should be watching it. Yep. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. And I think Holy all, crap, it's all great. the rest of us are. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. <laughs> Jensen Ackles, man. Yep. Man crush. We mm. got a man crush on Jensen Ackles. Always have. <laughs> he's a great guy, and he's he's doing Soldier Boy extremely well. Yeah, he's, 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 even he's, though he's been in, he's he's been on screen in the first four episodes, like, 30 seconds yeah a minute <laughs> yeah no i've yeah i've been really enjoying it and anybody who knows the boys is also gonna love it i will say the first episode be ready for the first like 20 minutes Oof. or so yes yeah the boys loves the shock factor it, like do. if it can give you that shock factor it will and the first 20 minutes of episode one does do a really good job of shock factoring you yep so, yeah i, I I find myself kind of like waiting for some type of like explosion of a body or mm -hmm. something like every if it's been like 30 minutes and I've been watching the boys, the boys and that hasn't happened. I'm like waiting for like some type of like splatter sound to happen. Like you, we, if you watch the boys, you know, that splatter sound like that you're expecting, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, but we can talk about it when it's done. Yeah, but that's so that's going to be it for the podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. This is a longer type episode, but we did have a lot to go through and I had to let out my feelings about the switch. That's for sure. <laughs> and if you're interested, feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. We also have a Twitch yeah. page in which I did. I did mention I would like to stream more uh, with my new work schedule and everything like that. I am starting to feel the need with an extra day off to stream. So yeah, yeah. I. I would like to stream whether because I have a bunch of PS4 games that I've been meaning to go through. So maybe I start with maybe I start with that. Please, if you do like it, please make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube or review it on your podcast listening platform of choice. We appreciate anybody that gives the reviews. It helps us get discovered by more people. And also, again, thanks to all the people that subscribed and uh, followed the Instagram page due to the giveaway we did on MLB The Show 22. Make sure to follow and like these pages if you're looking for more giveaways. Yeah, we'll try yeah, more of them. If look, we look out for some fresh rebrands too. 
Yes. Yeah, we're coming up. We're coming up with new logos. We're coming up with new stuff. Dropping um, it like it's, it's hot. It's kind of as a way to set. It's kind of a way to celebrate the new uh, incoming of the uh, of our other Craig here, who's yep. you know found himself firmly cemented in the podcast. People, I can't tell you how many people really liked our last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I think I think all of the chemistry goes well together, and yeah, it just works. So, I had a lot of fun with you guys. I'm honored. I and I I don't know how long it's going to be before I stop saying I'm honored, but I'm going to keep saying it at least for a while now. I am honored to be talking to you gentlemen and I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, we we, we got a good group here, so I want to f- yeah. I want to keep it together. If you're interested in uh, in sending us questions or sponsorship opportunities for whatever reason, high sensitivity podcast at gmail.com is a way to get in contact uh, contact with us. We do look at that email. You're more than welcome to email us. So please feel free to do so. Other than that, thanks again for listening and sharing it with your friends and reviewing it. We'll see you guys next time. See you later. Later, guys.